people who work at Coke and Pepsi prefer to stay thirsty but refuse to have each other's drinks whether it's social gatherings airports or restaurants that's industry folklore and it's real the heated battle waged by the two american giants who've dominated the cola world in india since the early 1990s when sweeping reforms came in has just acquired an all new fizz and this time around it's looking fiercer than ever billionaire mukesh ambani owned reliance industries set the temperature soaring all that more few months back as it brought back that iconic 70s brand campa introducing the great indian taste all new campa cola refresh yourself Reliance has launched Campa at prices lower than Coke or Pepsi in every single pack. Reliance's consumer business is being led by Steve Krishna Kumar or KK as he's better known, a Coca-Cola veteran who worked nearly two decades in various leadership roles at Coke. Before he left the company in year 2020, took a break and joined Reliance a year later. So, can Reliance do a deal in Cola? It's after all a known disruptor. Remember telecom? FMCG peers are watching closely. Here's what Varun Berry, managing director of Britannia Industries, said in one of our recent episodes. At the other end you've got the biggest guy in the country who's looking at launching FMCG products. How do you deal with it? They are going through it in a in a very fast and you know furious way. but when they come they're going to come with a hammer but analysts say dislodging deeply entrenched market leaders is a tall order reliance has huge financial muscle but fmcg players know how to deal with new entrants said abnish roy executive director at novama equities in a recent report yet while it's very early days reliance's entry has caught the cola category all stirred up A cola conundrum is brewing this summer and it's brewing like never before. I have with me Arna Broy, Coca-Cola's Vice President Marketing, India and Southwest Asia, a sports buff and acknowledged for his marketing aggression by colleagues and rivals alike. We were absolutely aware that Campa is going to be coming. Campa is going to be playing a very aggressive game and we respect that. I think for us there is no need to panic at all. If everything goes well, 23 will be one of the largest years for us in terms of the investments we have done. Joining me also is Rohit Ori, without whom scripting any cola story would be incomplete. Currently chairman of FCB, Rohit led some of Pepsi's most iconic ad campaigns through the late 1990s and 2000s, such as Ye Dil Mange More and Nothing Official About It. when he was leading pepsi's ad agency j walter thompson you can be advertising whatever on air but if you're not available on ground especially in summer when it's hot and you're thirsty you're not going to really wait for another brand or go somewhere else looking for a cola of your choice a lot of it uh, i feel they're still relying a lot on the way advertising and marketing was done in the past i think that needs to change completely it, it it's a whole new 
consumer with whole new aspirations and we need to you know talk to them in that way and to complete the sizzling cola battle that's playing out i have with me dhairyashil patel national president of the all india consumer products distributors federation the backbone for any fmcg company telling me why distributors have raised the red flag on imminent price wars there's a price drop of 33% our expenses are not going to go down our field force the salaries infrastructure our logistic cost bank interest all are going to be the same and that is the basic point of worry because this is just the beginning it's friday april 14th and here's one of the fizziest stories of the season on this hot summer morning i'm ratna bhushan from the economic times and you're listening to the hard battle for soft drinks only on the morning brief The beverage market is well over 50000 crore rupees and brimming with lot more potential. Coca-Cola India had its best year ever in 2022 in terms of sales as its Atlanta based parent called out recently. Thumbs up and Sprite, two of the company's brands are already over a billion dollars in sales and its third brand Maza is set to join the league soon. PepsiCo's bottling partner Varun Beverages stock meanwhile has been trading at record highs. Varun Beverages owned by industrialist Ravi Jaipuria is PepsiCo's biggest bottling partner in South Asia and among the top 3 worldwide. While Jaipuria's bottling business is named after his son Varun, his restaurant business is named after his daughter Devyani. The company Devyani International operates KFC and Pizza Hut in India. And while the stock of Varun Beverages has stayed robust, Devyani International has been having an inconsistent run similar to other restaurant stocks which have slowed down as consumers cut down on fast food. Arnab from Coca-Cola tells me all that's making this space so hot. So Arnab Coca-Cola India has had its strongest year ever. Some very compelling statements made there by Global President John Murphy from a recent conference in February where he called out India. So you're coming off a year that shown very strong growth momentum. Can Coke India better its numbers over last year? I think obviously the goal is that it's not going to be easy. We have a lot of good tailwinds, but time is going to tell. At the end of the year, have we done enough? Have we done well to do actually better than the last year? But the intention is, and one thing is that it will be the numbers, but the other is also the quality of the growth. Whether you are able to drive sustainable, profitable growth, whether you are able to make your brands even more stronger. So it's going to be a combination of a multiple, you know, scorecards and multiple metrics. which will eventually i think let us know whether we have been able to better last year but how doable is it to uh, you know better the numbers which you showed a strong momentum in also aided possibly by you know a post covid resurgence and very hot summer last year see i'll uh, probably break the answer in part one is that we continue to be very bullish on india because of the way the economy is i would say moving ahead 
we see a strong resurgence and we expect that resurgence to continue in terms of consumer spending. So that's one. Uh, as we are trying to expand into newer markets, especially in the rural areas, factors like improvement in electrification are very helpful for us. I think with better electrification, you can improve your cooler penetration. So yes, we keep talking about summer, Ratna. But if you look at the last three years, I think the importance of summer after COVID has been kind of, it's going down. It's, it's not that, you know, summer is not important. But I think the importance of summer, what we call seasonality, will eventually flatten in India. And it's improving and it's, it's going in that right direction, which uh, makes the second half very important for us. In the second half, you always have the festivals, which are a big you know, platform for us to go and activate. And then you have the ICC World Cup. I believe that can be an amazing platform for us to ensure that our activation, our stores, everything is, is continued. So we continue to be very optimistic about the performance this year. The summer might be good, the summer may be bad. That's the reality of you know global weather today. You have no control over that. And But at the end of the day, if your strategy is well executed on the ground, I think eventually you should be able to get over the issues of the summer not being strong enough, as you mentioned. Got it. So soft drinks is a daily business as everyone in this industry talks about. Uh, But like you said, the weather has been wildly unpredictable, especially this year. We've had rains in March. We have had an unusually cool April and the forecasts are, you know, inconsistent. So does all this disrupt your execution plans? Honestly speaking, in the short term, it does impact our execution on the ground. Because when you are not having predictable weather, it starts with how you're planning your inventory levels, how you're planning your your routes. But I think while this is a challenge, eventually we'll have to accept that these kind of uncertainties are going to be there on an everyday basis. It could be weather, it could be something else. So the point is, in the long run, so when you look at a quarterly cycle at least, you know, you have enough growth of opportunities across the country, which if you are able to execute well, can hopefully help you to, you know, ride over these uncertain things happening at an everyday level. So, yes, we have challenges right now, but I think the team has been able to quickly work out the plans, you know, what could be the revised plans, what could be the revised approaches. Hopefully, by the end of the quarter, I think everything should be okay. Crucial point there, Arnab. But what about pricing? Reliance is a known disruptor and is selling at prices lower than yours across every pack size. I read your recent statement that Coke is not bringing down any of its prices. But the trade says that Coke is running promotions and offering discounts. Is that correct? Absolutely not. Because of whatever is happening in those particular areas, and irrespective of whether it's a camper making an offer or whether it's you know some of the other competitive brands who are making an offer, I think we always have a lot of, I would say, tactical promotions, which are always on in the markets. As of now, if you go and see 99% of our business, we have not reduced the MRP. Because unfortunately, we'll have to you know, deliver a PNL which has been agreed to at the start of the year. It is going to be very difficult for us to go and change prices like that at a tactical level. We were absolutely aware that Campa is going to be coming. Campa is going to be playing a very aggressive game and we respect that. But for us to go and make 
price changes at a spontaneous level, whether it's in any any market, I think it is not going to be possible in the system in, in which we operate. Are there going to be tactical promotions? 100% there are going to be tactical promotions, but that is irrespective of what Campa is doing there. Okay, moving beyond Campa, you know, this price war space has gotten a lot more aggressive and there are many regional brands competing for share. Is it a space that you're considering entering? And the reason why I'm asking is that, you know, even an HUL has a mass-priced wheel detergent to compete with Ghari. So can the big offering companies overlook this entire regional price warrior space? So again, in any market, in any part of the world, this is a free market. You will always have a lot of competitors. We welcome competition because eventually they're going to help the category grow. At the end of the day, we completely kind of believe that even in the brands that we operate, there is so much of headroom to grow in the price points we are operating right now. I think for us, there is no need to panic at all. Now, are we kind of ruling out launching low price brands in the future? No, but there needs to be a clear-cut rationale and a clear-cut strategy as to what that low-price brand is going to play in the long run. So as of now, I'm not saying it's off the table. Do we have plans immediately? No. Is it there in the long-term story for us? We are always looking into options like that, Ratna. That's true. And that brings me to marketing and advertising, which is absolutely crucial for a consumer-facing brand like yours. How much is your strategy changing? Young people are not watching television anymore. The media landscape has gotten so fragmented. Attention spans are limited. So how do you reach your core consumers? I think there is going to be a lot of disruption. I firmly believe that the marketing model that most FMCG brands, including ourselves, have been operating with is out here to be completely reshaped right now. The impact of TV is going to go down. We are very clear about it. That's been the trend across the world. And it is it is 100% going to happen even here. But TV is not going to go away completely. Live events will continue to be big because we believe that that's almost like a family event. You need the scale. You don't get the same experience when you watch it on your phone. Therefore, what should brands like us do? I think the way we have been marketing our brands for the last 25 years at least even more than that. It's not really changed. We keep speaking about making the big TV campaigns and then you get big reach numbers that impacts your recall, that impacts the way your brand metrics uh, operate. That is not going to happen anymore. As you said, if you look at my core audience, for example, teens, which is very important to me, or even young adults, and if they are not going to watch TV, how are they even going to engage? And therefore, we can clearly see that the recall levels is a declining thing. So here we are. And whether I have all the answers, I don't. We are doing a lot of experiments as we speak in all our brands. But I think over the next two to three years, you will see the marketing model completely changing in the way at least our company is going to be operating. You said you were doing a lot of experiments. Are there one or two that you'd like to share? It'd be very interesting to know. Yeah, yeah. So one of the big bets we have taken is Coke Studio. We'll obviously have to see how it works at the end of the year. We feel very good about what we have seen so far. And the results we got from Coke Studio Bangla last year, again, not just as the number of songs and the number of views, but the way 
I think we were able to leverage the asset and the property to drive our our business. I think that is going to be very important. So that's one example. I think within the Coke Studio ecosystem, a lot is going on. I think what you see is the song in the back end. There's a lot of other stuff happening on the digital marketing side, and uh, I I feel quite good about it. I know you don't give you know figures as such, but uh, the spends that you're talking about, marketing spends, like you said, you know there'll be a lot more. There's the ICC Cricket World Cup also this year. So, uh, are you going to incrementally increase your spending over the last year? So the spends are a factor of how much is it going to be our business size. I don't have free money here, so it has to be how I'm going to manage my PNL. So it's it's going to be a rolling estimate, I think, Ratna. So. Um, the intention is to ensure that we don't cut marketing and we increase marketing because as our business grows, the business we are in is in the business of brands. Brands will have to get stronger. Brands will have to get healthier. You cannot have that without investing in you know, incremental investment in both of them. So absolutely on paper, there is going to be incremental investment. That's the plan. In fact, overall, you know, for 2023, as it happens every year, this is the highest ever marketing spends we have ever done. So as you make your business plans, I think every year you're going to be investing more than the previous year. So until December 2022, 2022 ended as the biggest investments we had done in marketing in the history of the country. And I'm talking okay. about even inflation adjusted, right? So 23 is exactly in the same trajectory. If everything goes well, 23 will be one of the largest years for us in terms of the investments we have done. But the pop and sizzle of any soft drink story wouldn't be what it is without the star power of Shah Rukh and Sachin engaged in on-field banter. Hi Sachin. <laughs> Sachin. I love yeah. I'll take it from you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. All the best. Uh-huh. Akshay pulling off unbelievable stunts to endorse thumbs up. Amir's thanda matlab Coca Cola, which made thanda generic to soft drinks. Thanda matlab Coca Cola. Samjha? Thanda matlab Coca Cola. Ah. Or quintessential Aishwarya and her classic. Hi, I'm Sanjana. Got another Pepsi? Uh, sure. Act in 1993, which made her famous even before she won the Miss India title and went on to rule Bollywood. And who can forget? Pepsi. Nothing official about it. Nothing official about it. Uh-huh. Campaign which turned the tables on even sponsor Coke and rewrote the meaning of ambush marketing back in the 1996 Cricket World Cup. But where are these summer campaigns now? Why have they gone missing? Category evolution or some sort of creative vacuum? Young people not watching enough television anymore or the category consciously moving to healthier beverages? Aren't colas cool anymore? Rohit, the former creative mastermind of Pepsi's best campaigns, breaks it down. Rohit, you've created some of brand Pepsi's biggest campaigns from Dil Mange More to Nothing Official About It. 
तो यही है राइट चॉइस एक्सेट्रा बट ऑफ लेट दे सीम्स टू बी नो सच बस अराउंड दिस मेगा समर कैंपेन्स पेप्सी वॉज वंस नोन फॉर डू अग्री so you know the context i think has changed completely there was a time i remember when we did ye dil mange more and we did the world cup film which had sachin and shahrukh in it and it was actually split up into two parts after the first part i got calls from people asking what is going to happen in the second part and when can they see it can they preview it some people said you know my father is so keen to see this so the the interest and excitement that pepsi advertising used to generate obviously is a big challenge right now right because i think the environment has changed the fragmentation of media is so intense there's so many forms on which uh, youth are watching and consuming content so today pan parags of the world have three mega stars in them right so when we did this you know it was almost two decades ago it was truly unique to truly something different and memorable so i think the big challenge for colas and the entire category right now is you know what's the new relevance that they can create what's the new story that can be really engaging and uh, interesting for youth i also want to add here is it that the fizzy drinks category itself has gotten diffused they are like sports drinks glucose water etc so you know hydration has taken a much more larger space in their portfolios so uh, is that also a reason so you know the the thing is that yes and no right so the interesting part of the story is that you know india is so large so diverse with so much of income and disparity that what is true is also untrue at the same time and that is the fact of the matter is in urban centers in in more the south mumbai's and the south delhi's of the world there's a more acute consciousness about health and the youth are moving out of you know aerated beverages into healthier options and they have a repertoire of consumption it's not just one just the colas right so they have many choices at the same time there's a another uh, youth in a smaller town in the heart of india where there is no stigma with cola at all right so there's no stigma about you know aerated drinks it's very easy for us to say oh the entire youth population has moved to you know healthier options it is not true right so in many ways we've you know really touched just the tip of the iceberg if you look at the per capita consumption of soft drinks in india it's still among the lowest in the world right so there is a huge opportunity there is a lot of headroom still to grow and i think where the growth will happen is really the important part of it right so that i think is something that cola companies really need to look at and and i i suppose are looking at at this point rohit is there some sort of fragmentation that's playing out in the category or is the absence of big cola campaigns to do with the creative vacuum i feel they're still relying a lot on the way advertising and marketing was done in the past i think that needs to change completely it's a whole new consumer with whole new aspirations and we need to you know talk to them in that way so using the right medium using the right platforms really to to connect with youth is is critical the way communication happens with youth today cannot be seasonal right so pepsi 
or uh, a beverage used to always come in, you know, we used to always say that come in at the shoulder of the season, which is early April, you come in and then April, May, June, before the monsoons come in, you, you, you are advertising and then you fade away and then you come back again in the second season, which is sometime September, October, right? So the thing is, those opportunities are no longer the same, right? So it cannot be in these islands. You have to find a way to communicate with youth, connect with youth over a period of time. It's a dialogue, it's a conversation. And that's really what will make this, you know, a big success. Right. With a third new player coming into the picture, do you expect a return of the cola ad wars? I mean, I would imagine that there is going to be disruption in the market. I'm not so sure it's going to be an ad war. I feel that the war will be fought on different grounds, which is, you know, one of the big things is really about availability and key accounts, right? So you may see an ad of a cola, but if it's not available on ground or it's not available in your key accounts where you frequent, so key account is like a movie hall or a, a game parlor, etc. If you're in, in those areas and, and, you know, X beverage is not available and Y beverage is available, you'll drink Y beverage. So the whole thing is that if hypothetically this game is changed on ground, that will be the biggest challenge and, and disruption in, in the market is that, you know, what will happen with this whole rural electrification with smaller towns? Is there a, a great price play that, that can be done, right? At the same time, create aspiration, but, you know, bring a whole price war into the market and actually take on and block out a lot of the local eateries, the local movie halls, the local uh, cricketing stadiums, etc., etc. That That can be a really big challenger. You know, you can be advertising whatever on air, but if you're not available on ground, especially in summer when it's hot and you're thirsty, you're not going to really wait for another brand or go somewhere else looking for a, the cola of your choice. Absolutely. Every beverage company talks about de-seasonalizing the business. But as an advertiser, do you see a majority of the buzz still happening in the key summer months? Sometimes there are big properties like you have IPL during summer and you'll have the World Cup during the second summer. So these properties will naturally attract all the big spends, right? So all the colas, etc. will will be on these big properties. But the thing is that those in-between times need to be irrigated as well. And I think with a lot of content being created on, on digital, there's an opportunity to do moment marketing, which was perhaps, you know, in my time, many, many years ago, moment marketing was the most important thing that Pepsi used to do. If there was Australia match and Australia lost, I remember, Within that night, we used to print banners. And that time, you know, banners were a big thing in Delhi. And uh, we used to have these banners all over Delhi, which said, Asi Jitte, Asi Hare, you know. And uh, the thing is that that created so much of excitement in the market. People used to laugh about it and say, okay, Pepsi is so clever and Pepsi does this unbelievable uh, speed of response that it has. It needs to be culture, leaning into culture, right? So what is happening in and what is relevant to young people, I think that's what colas need to do. I mean, you're just using celebrities, just making large ads, just using music, not going to work anymore because that's a tried and trusted formula, right? So 
that formula has to be reinvented. I think that is the fundamental, the big thing that colas need to do. All this growth, of course, can only happen with the neighborhood grocery store, pretty much the backbone of every FMCG company. But the distributors have thrown in their hat. They've called out that they fear price wars in colas as imminent red flags. They say they are not letting go of their profit margins, which is what keeps them in the business in the first place. Dhirushil Patil of the All India Consumer Products Distribution Federation tells me more. Distributors have been protesting that the price wars between the cola companies could hurt their margins. But Coke and Pepsi are on record to say that they have not cut prices after Reliance launched Campa. So what are you fearing? See, uh, our fear is not regarding any company or new products coming into the market. We have an issue wherein uh, the price war or the price competition which just started initially because Kempa Cola has just launched recently. And it is not even uh, available uh, across the general trade in the country. The fear uh, between these companies, the competitive companies like Coke and Pepsi, they have already started lowering their MRPs. Coca-Cola was having a 200 ml bottle, which is a glass bottle, at 15 rupees. Campocola has launched a pet bottle in 10 rupees, that is 200 ml. Now, pet bottle for Pepsi and Coke is around 20 rupees. So, the immediate reaction which we had gone and we have also a lot of invoices for Campacola, we have also procured a lot of photos of the bottle which are with the 10 rupees MRP glass bottle, which shows a trend of 33% price drop. And that is the point of worry because this is the first product which is coming out into a market in front of such uh, giants, which is creating an unrest between the distributors. If there's a price drop of 33%, our expenses are not going to go down. Our field force, the salaries, infrastructure, our logistic cost, bank interest, all are going to be the same. So nothing is going to change for us rather than a revenue loss for us. That is a red revenue loss which we are going to occur. And if this case follows with all other products, then it will be very difficult for us to manage our expenses. This is our point of worry. So, a price war seems imminent. What are your next steps going to be? We have been trying to ask these companies to give extra volumes. For 15 rupees, they can give instead of 200 ml, give 300 ml or give 400 ml, whatever the extra cost they want to cut on pricing. So, the basic request which we are, that entry-level tickets which are there, entry-level products which are there, should not fall uh, lower than what is uh, minimum affordable. Okay, you have written to the companies. Half the companies responded. None of the companies have responded as of now to us. But we are positive that they will respond in a positive way because eventually they will have to go through the general trade. And if the general trade is been hurt on the margins, uh, the general trade is not going to be happy. And that is the basic point of worry because this is just the beginning. See, as of now in HMCG, 85% to 90% is sold through general trade. And general trade consists of about uh, 10 million outlets across the country. 
these people uh, work on a margin of say about 10% to 12%. If a drop of 30-35% of price rise, price cut will come into that, it will in turn hurt their net takeaway also. Much of the India growth story in soft drinks is because per-person consumption of soda is still among the lowest in the world. In 2021, the per capita consumption of soft drinks in India was at 20 litres, according to data platform Statista. That number was over 130 litres in the US. That's an enormous runway to grow. And Indian consumers, as the CEO of a large packaged foods company told me recently with amusement, are talking health, but not necessarily walking it. The stage is obviously set for a fierce summer battle and every ingredient is in place. Reliance declined to participate in this podcast. PepsiCo said it would be unable to participate since it is in pre-earning silent period. Soft drinks, as they say, are a daily game, much like newspapers. We'll be watching out for the winners and game changers closely on which way the fizz is frothing. We're signing off for now and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. You've been listening to The Heart Battle for Soft Drinks here on The Morning Brief and I'm your host Ratna Bhushan. This episode was produced by Sumit Pandey, Sound Editor Indranil Bhattacharji, Executive Producers Anupriya Nair, Anirban Chaudhary and Arijit Barman. We hope you liked this episode. Do share it on your social media networks. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Do tune in to ED Play for all audio content, including The Morning Brief. You can listen to our podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. All external sound clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits are mentioned in the description.